From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. that you have joined us for another broadcast of Let the Bible Speak. Today we continue a series of studies on the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns shortly. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought from the pen of C.H. Spurgeon, found in his collection called Morning and Evening. This morning's text is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 48. As is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. The head and members are of one nature, and not like that monstrous image which Nebuchadnezzar saw in his dream. The head was of fine gold, but the belly and thighs were of brass, the legs of iron, and the feet part of iron and part of clay. Christ's mystical body is no absurd combination of opposites. The members were mortal, and therefore Jesus died. The glorified head is immortal, and therefore the body is immortal too. For thus the record stands, Because I live, ye shall live also. As is our loving head, such is the body and every member in particular. A chosen head and chosen members an accepted head and accepted members, a living head and living members. If the head be pure gold, all the parts of the body are of pure gold also. Thus is there a double union of nature as a basis for the closest communion. Pause here, devout soul, and see if thou canst without ecstatic amazement contemplate the infinite condescension of the Son of God in thus exalting thy wretchedness into blessed union with his glory. Thou art so mean that in remembrance of thy mortality thou mayest say to corruption, Thou art my father, and to the worm, Thou art my sister. And yet in Christ thou art so honored that thou canst say to the Almighty, Abba, Father, and to the incarnate God, Thou art my brother and my husband. Surely if relationships to ancient and noble families make men think highly of themselves, we have whereof to glory over the heads of them all. Let the poorest and most despised believer lay hold upon this privilege. Let not a senseless indolence make him negligent to trace his pedigree, and let him suffer no foolish attachment to present vanities to occupy his thoughts to the exclusion of this glorious, this heavenly honor of union with Christ. Oh, 
midst of this increasingly secularized and materialistic society, multitudes of men, women, and young people seem to have forgotten that they have immortal souls, and that one day they must stand before a holy God and face the ultimate judgment. 
Despite every effort to banish the reality of death from the mind, the Word of God declares it is appointed unto men once to die, and after this the judgment. How can a person be ready for that awful day? Is there a way to face God without fear? The great 19th century preacher Charles Haddon Spurgeon answered this question in a powerful sermon entitled, Preparing to Meet God. Let the Bible Speak now offers a booklet published by the Trinitarian Bible Society, which contains this vital message under the title, Preparing to Meet God. In addition to the sermon text, the publication contains a brief biographical sketch of Spurgeon's life, as well as a schedule for reading the Bible through in a year, all contained in an attractive, conveniently sized booklet. To obtain your copy, simply email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you wish, you may call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. If you prefer regular mail, you may simply write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Just ask for your copy of Preparing to Meet God, and we'll be happy to provide it. Today, Dr. Cairns continues his series of studies in the doctrine of the Holy Spirit as he brings the concluding portion of a message called The Indwelling of the Spirit. The message is based on the concluding portion of Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. 
As he sought to teach Corinthian Christians how to live godly, holy lives in the midst of a morally corrupt society, Paul pointed them to the gospel of Christ, reminding them that their bodies were the temple of the Holy Spirit. On the previous programs, Dr. Cairns explained what the Bible means when it says believers are indwelt by the Spirit of God. In this, the final portion of the message, we'll see the marvelous security the Holy Spirit gives to every believer in Jesus Christ. Now, Dr. Cairns will conclude this message, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. My friend, I say to you this morning, if you're in this meeting and you're not saved, there is one place for you to be, and it is in your face before God, to cry out, Lord, have mercy on this dead sinner. Lord, quicken me by your Spirit. Lord, come and dwell within me by the Holy Ghost. Lord, give me life and light and liberty and salvation. I can't do it myself. Oh, I can join a church and go to hell. I can turn over a new leaf and walk on the clean side of the street and still go to hell. Lord, I need to be saved. I need to be regenerated. I need to be made a new creature. I need life, not just the shell. I need life. I need that inner working of the Spirit of God. That, my friend, is essential to Bible Christianity. How will you recognize the working of the Spirit of God? How will you recognize it? I'm not a believer. I believe in the mystery of the working of the Spirit, but I'm not a believer in mysticism. And I'll explain why. God works in you. He wants you to know it. How can you know whether the Holy Spirit is the one who's working within you or not? I was reading yesterday one of, in one of the best little books on the Holy Spirit. I've mentioned it before by Octavius Winslow. Where others spend their time in great scholarship, he spends his time in great passion, writing with great fervor. He pointed this out. But when the Holy Spirit comes to regenerate a man, when the Holy Spirit comes to indwell a man, the Holy Spirit always leads that man to Christ and to his blood. Did nature ever lead a man to true repentance? Did nature ever lead a man to acknowledge the all-sufficient blood of Christ? Did nature ever lead a man to glorify the finished sacrifice of the cross and cast himself entirely upon the merits of that shed blood? No, sir. For the carnal mind is enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. My friend, if you have ever been brought an honest confession of your own guilt and sin, to cry to God for the cleansing, saving, virtue and value of the blood of Jesus Christ. If you've ever been brought to acknowledge Him as the one and only Savior, Redeemer and Lord, then I tell you, that is the product of the Spirit of God. That 
is what's brought about by none other than the Spirit of Christ Himself. Make sure that you depend on nothing less than the reality of God's salvation purchased by Christ and administered by the indwelling Spirit of God. The final thing that I want to leave with you is this. The meaning of the indwelling Spirit. He sustains a special relationship with us and He shines with a particular light within us. The necessity of the indwelling Spirit apart from this you're lost for time and eternity. But here's the security of the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. The security he gives the Christian. Yes, you're the temple. But uh, did not God forsake the temple of the Jews? Is the key to the whole book of Ezekiel not seen in this? The gradual removal of the glory of God that indwelt the temple until God had taken it away altogether? Did God then forsake the temple of the Jews? Yes, he did. Will he forsake a believer then? A solemn question. There are people who tell you, yes, he will. But what saith the Scriptures? John's Gospel 14, once again, verse 16. I want you to notice the words. I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. There's the security of saints, that when God the Holy Spirit takes up his abode within the believer, he will never forsake it. I got to thinking about this. What about when the body dies? Soul and body are separated and the body's lying in the grave. What about them? Well, he doesn't even forsake you then. Because the wording of our text is very, very carefully made. I want you to notice it carefully that the body only shines with the indwelling Spirit of God as the temple fabric shone with the glory of of the indwelling Spirit of God because the Spirit is in you, the real you. I want you to watch this very carefully. What Paul is saying is that the body is the temple because the Spirit's in you. Let me try to explain it by telling you how Paul wrote this originally. He says, uh, Know you not that your body is the sanctuary of the in you Holy Ghost. That's what he says. He's emphasizing that you, the real man, the immortal soul, is what is indwelt by the Spirit. And the result of that is that your body becomes his temple. But even when that body is lying in the grave, there is a union with Christ that is sealed by the indwelling Spirit that cannot ever be dissolved. So that when the body's in the grave and the soul is in God's eternity, 
We are still in Christ, and Christ's Spirit is still in us. There is still a perfect union, and all the blessings that Christ purchased are as truly ours, even while we are awaiting the resurrection of the body, and then for all eternity. The message of the text then is very, very clear and very simple, that the Holy Spirit of God will never cease to be the Spirit of life, of grace, and all that that means to God's people. I could put that theologically. Maybe you'll be able to remember it if I give you it in one statement, one brief sentence. A theologian would say that the gracious act of regeneration is irreversible. That's the key. It's irreversible. There's an awful lot of argument that has gone on about the security of saints. And this doctrine of eternal security. I don't like that doctrine. Rather, I don't like that title for the doctrine. It has come to mean that every hypocrite who has ever made a glib, empty profession of faith in Christ and has gone out to live like the devil can say, oh, I'm eternally secure. Man, I want to tell you, if you are still in your sin, the only security you have is uh, security for hell. Bible does not teach the doctrine of eternal security in the way that many people take it today. The Bible teaches what the old Puritans called the perseverance of the saints. I know that has been held up to ridicule. And people have said, I don't persevere, I enjoy God's salvation. Well, quips are really usually useless when you come to matters of deep doctrine. Let me put it this way. When the Puritans talked about the perseverance of the saints, what they meant was that God perseveres in his gracious working in the saints so that they go on with Christ. That's what they meant. And I tell you, when the Holy Spirit comes to abide within a man, the Holy Spirit will keep abiding in that man. And there's no power on earth that will drive him out of that man. There's no power of hell that can drive him out of that man. The Holy Spirit abiding within the believer is his absolute guarantee of glory. The Holy Spirit himself says that. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 14. The earnest of the Spirit. The earnest, the guarantee, the first payment God makes of glory to follow is God, the Holy Spirit within the believer. Bless God today when you're saved. You're saved forever. And when you're saved forever, there's two things that you can always keep in mind. One, there's great comfort here. Never let the devil talk you out of this. Enjoy eternal salvation. Enjoy it. An awful lot of people have, as Dr. Paisley says, and I've quoted this many times, just enough religion to make them miserable. That's a sad way to be. 
hate to see miserable religion. Of course, I can understand Christless religion being miserable. But it's a tragedy to see people who are saved and they're miserable. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. And when you know the love of God, then you can rejoice in the joy of God. And when you've got the joy of God, you'll live in the peace of God. It's very simple. So let's enjoy what we have in Jesus Christ. But remember this, that if you want to enjoy what you have in Jesus Christ, never forget that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And therefore, make sure you are holy. I close with this. And I hope God writes it in every heart. Everybody is a temple. It's either the temple of Christ and His Spirit, or it's the temple of sin and of the devil. One or the other. I wonder where you stand this morning. I wonder what you are in the sight of God today. Are you the temple of the Holy Ghost? Or are you the temple of Satan and of sin? I trust that God will divide to every man his portion. Show you where you are and what you are show you what Christ is and what he's able to do and bring you to make sure of sins forgiven by the blood of Christ witness to you by the indwelling Spirit of God. Listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We're here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. If you wish, you may call us at 1-864-244-2408. That's 1-864-244-2408. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. (music) 